This is the first installment of this podcast, so I thought I'd share just a little bit about myself and, you know, where I come from. As a kid, I always knew that I wanted to be in real estate, you know. Other kids want to be soldiers, doctors, and firemen. I want to be a real estate agent. I grew up in a migrant worker family in Hardy County, Florida, and we had a small farm to put food on the table, and my, my grandfather had a small orange grove. My family grew crops and worked in other people's fields, picking oranges or vegetables, you know, whatever would pay money. That's what we had to do. In the fall, we'd go to Michigan and, and you'd pick apples and blueberries, grapes. And it was a hard, sweaty existence, but um, back then you could make a decent living at it. We had a home, some land, and loving family, and that's what's really important. We'd go to church three times a week, and it was there that I first learned about real estate agents. Now, I knew about real estate as a small child because my dad would always talk to me about being, you know, that being the only thing we could count on. I guess a lot of people that grew up during the Depression, you know, and had to live off the land felt that way. It was kind of tough. But there was a real estate agent, husband, and wife at church that really wowed me. Our family always had the bare minimum. We had enough, you know, clothes on our backs, food in our bellies. But this couple, they were always dressed in nice clothes and, you know, drove around in new Jeep Wagoneers. It seemed like all they did was walk around, shake hands, and cash checks all day. And the stories they told really enthralled me. Like how two farmers walked into their office one day and said they wanted to do a deal. They told the couple that they had decided to, you know, to sell a large parcel of land, you know, one to the other, and wanted the couple to handle the paperwork. Full commission, of course. The tales of big deals and easy money ruined me. As my dad told it, you know, once one day we were picking oranges for Mr. Revel. It was a miserable hot day, and you stopped me and asked if, if I got an education, will I have to pick oranges the rest of my life? He said, I told you no, and that was the last good day's work I've ever got out of you. As life would have it, my dad died when I was 13. I had to GED out of high school and go into the Army just to take the burden off my mom. My dreams of being an agent had to be put on hold for a while, but as the 1980s rolled around, the bug bit me again, and by the middle 80s, I was sporting an ugly gold Century 21 jacket with wide-eyed enthusiasm. I was involved in a couple of businesses and working real estate part-time and slowly getting some traction when the SNL scandal hit. And all my business loans were a call due. One day I was flying high. 30 days later, I was filing for bankruptcy. That was a big blow to me felt embarrassed, degraded, and a little afraid that I wouldn't be able to get back on my feet. I saw visions of myself sitting in a dusty little town in a single wide trailer, waiting on my government check and my food stamps to come so I could feed my family. Quickly, I realized that I wasn't brought up like that. I learned in the orange groves about persistence and hard work. I remember one day we pulled up to this orange grove and that we had to pick, and the trees disappeared in one direction to the horizon and disappeared in the other direction to the horizon. And I blurted out, Daddy, 
how are we ever going to pick all these oranges? To which he replied, one tree at a time, son, one tree at a time. So I took my memories to heart and moved to Sarasota, Florida to restart my life. It was 1995, and I bounced around from sales job to sales job, finally settling in on a, being a boat mechanic and opened my own business. The real estate itch never left me, though, really. I had bought and sold some properties during the lane years, and I thought about going after my license again, but settled in on learning real estate investing and started flipping properties. I shut down the boat business and dove in, and I did very well and learned from a lot of my mentors. Guys like John Schaub, Jack Miller, and Pete Fortunato. These guys, all, these guys all started in the 60s and 70s creating what we know as real estate investing today. I was making good money flipping land and homes, you know, making five figures a month. Things went well and, until the rug was suddenly pulled out for me again. The crash of 2008 sent everybody packing. Even people that played it safe, you know, they got financially devastated. It was a rough ride until it finally bottomed out in, you know, 2012, 2011, 2012. And at the bottom of it all, I was getting a divorce and living in a pre-foreclosure condo that a friend of mine loaned to me. And I went back and then worked in the marine industry during the real estate lull. So I was able to get, you know, back on my feet. It was during this time that I met my beautiful girl, Debbie. She picked me up, dusted me off, and helped me get my focus again. Owe her a lot for being there for me. When things finally stabilized and real estate started rolling again, I decided to go all in. I knew I always wanted real estate, so I made my plan to get my broker's license and my teacher's license as a commitment to stay in for the long haul. Started selling houses and then started buying and flipping houses again as well to build my rental portfolio. In the process of trying to be all I could be, as they say, in real estate, I started attending some agent training workshops and seminars and, and stuff that were available. Frankly, I was shocked. It seemed to be all about selling long-term, high-ticket coaching programs. The how-to was minimal and the sales pitch was strong. I absorbed what I could and came back home and started implementing what they taught me. In a nutshell, it didn't work for me. You know, because their mantra was ignore the internet. It's no good. Work around the do not call list. Just ignore it and make lots of cold calls. Churn them and burn them, baby. If they aren't ready to buy right now, dump them. It just it didn't sit right with me. It was and it was very frustrating, but it did set me on a different path. I realized that I wanted to do something about the problem. I knew that Everyone around me was dissing on internet marketing for agents, but when I looked at the big agents, that's what they were doing. I set out to find a way to learn more about how to do it, and every time I tried to do anything to get ahead, somebody was standing there with their hand held out, wanting money. Even the little simple things seemed to cost a fortune. So being, hard, being a hard-headed, no-quit guy like I am, I dug in and started searching. You know, I mistakenly thought that the, this internet stuff was hard. I thought you had to be some sort of tech nerd genius, but I was wrong. It may have been like that in the old days, but not anymore.
I've discovered ways to market yourself as an agent on the internet that will blow your mind. And if you're willing to go all in, I'll show you the way and help you own your future. Just wanted to share that story with you. That's that's kind of my backstory. Um, it's it's a the internet's a great way to market yourself. It's just finding someone that'll explain it to you so that you can do it. It's not that hard to do. You just have to have someone walk you through it. So that's what I'm proposing. That's what I'm willing to do. That's why I'm here. So this has been David Witt, licensed real estate broker and teacher. And I want to invite you to come along with me, to share with me during these next few weeks, months, and years, and I'll see what I can do to help you own your future. Bye.